Thanks for tuning in or listening or downloading to another episode of Filmed in Canada. We're podcasts about... Why don't you say that part? We're not podcasts. What are you talking about? We're not a podcast? This is a podcast. Okay, let's that try. That someone's this listening to. Okay. We're people on a podcast. Yeah. We're people who make a podcast. My name's Alexander and yours is William. Let's just go with it, man. Let's do it. Okay. So again, we, we fucked up another opening and we're just going to keep going. All right. Yeah. Great. Let's do that. Um, How you doing, buddy? Doing okay. Looking looking forward to rain to to wash away some of this um, dirty snow. Yeah, yeah. We're in Vancouver, I guess. If if anyone listening doesn't already know that, um, and yeah, it's been snowing a lot. Yeah, I'd say most of the snow's gone, really, though, and maybe not in your neck of the woods or. Oh, well, it's off the roads and sidewalks mostly, but yeah. it's you know it's that it's that leftover snow that. Um, that has bad color to it and and uh if you fall in it you might cut yourself because of all the little rocks and yeah. pebbles in it but you don't you don't really want to step in it because it doesn't look clean and uh it's uh it's dead bodies and mm-hmm. uh dog poo in it and yeah you just want to step around it but then as it's melting it's kind of like the the juices are kind of seeping all over, uh they're spreading on the sidewalk so mm-hmm. it just it just feels dirty mm. Right Speaking of getting hurt by snow, um, former guest on the podcast, Devin Scott, recently hosted a screening of the six-hour-long Napoleon. Oh, crap. I forgot about that. I silent totally film. I forgot about that. You were going to go? I wanted, yeah. Oh. Was that last weekend when the it snow... It was last weekend, yeah. So he so he bought, he booked out the Cinematheque Theater, and, and a bunch of us showed up, and we basically all pitched in for the rental cost. And... Um, it's pretty awesome. Like I said, it's like six hours long, but there's there's like a good twenty minute long snowball fight, <laughs> which kind of sets up the like like Napoleon's like strengths in battle. Like <laughs> it's like foreshadowing his future as as a army general or an army general. Really? Yeah. So again, I, I think I may have. Um... I may have uh, talked over your introduction again. That, what movie was it? Napoleon. By director... Director Abel Gantz. Or Abel? Abel Gantz? Abel Gantz? Is he German or Russian? Frank French. He's French. I think he's French, yeah. Okay. From 1927. Nice. It's a crazy movie, man. Yeah. There's like all kinds of weird effects and like in-camera craziness going on, so it's cool. That is... Um, that's awesome that uh, Devin organized that. Yeah, so apparently Francis Ford Coppola... Um, like won't allow it to be screened in North America because he, he he did a restoration back in the 80s that's only about three hours long, and a, a relative of his uh, did a did a, a special score for it, and so um, like he's he continues to be the rights holder, but now that they've had these new restorations, it's like not his version, and so he just like won't let other people screen it. So that's why Devin had to like book it out privately. Wow, because it didn't actually tour around. On some DCP or whatever. So the, um, but he was showing it off of uh, like an imported Blu-ray or something. Yeah, he mm-hmm. imported it from the UK, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that so that Blu-ray is not available in North America. No. Or anywhere. No. Uh, no, it's available in in, in the UK, U, in Europe. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah the 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 return of the um, snow last week just last weekend just like fucked up all my plans for yeah. everything so i forgot about that completely mm. That's, yeah, yeah yeah actually uh adam abrams was there as well so he and he actually had seen it back in the 80s mm-hmm. with that coppola restoration 
and had the original program from that. So that was pretty cool. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yes, sir. Um, uh, I, and actually, another thing that I wanted to mention in terms of like screenings, etc., is um, actually a gentleman named uh, Mike emailed us um, since I was complaining about how we don't get emails on the last episode. And um, I guess he works as an archivist slash uh, restoration expert at the TIFF Theater. Uh, and they, they just acquired this big film library um, that they're now going through and restoring, etc. But um, he pointed out something that I don't know that we've actually talked about on the podcast, which is that with the, the sequicentennial celebrations that are going on, the 150th the anniversary of the something of Canada. Of the formation of the country, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Of, of, of like the... Oh, of actual like Canada as... In, a, a, as, as an Canada. independent state. Yeah. Um, is that, I think that's is that the right is. way to say it? Yeah. Well, know. yeah, because it was like they split off from the monarchy of, of Britain in 1867. Is that, that what happened? I'm pretty sure. Okay. But we're still a... We're, um, aren't we a constitutional monarchy or something yeah. yeah like technically the governor general can can veto laws or whatever but yeah. they never do so it's basically a useless position that gets paid probably hundreds of thousands of dollars a year just to like liaise with the queen yep um so i, I, th- I thought they probably ha- the governor general probably has more responsibilities than that that i'm just ignoring but anyway i just don't like them i just don't like royal people or anything associated with it um, so yeah, he pointed out that, um, I don't know what, what association is doing it exactly, but, there, but uh, throughout the year, uh, various cities throughout Canada are screening Canadian, like sort of essential Canadian movies for free. Um, and I think Toronto's going to have the most of them, but, um, the Cinematheque in Vancouver's already done a few and uh, they're going to be continuing that. So, listeners, keep your eyes and ears out for that. We don't we don't really have any specific information, but just something to check out at, at your local uh, independent theaters to see if they're doing any of those screenings. That's a good tip. I mm-hmm. think also the um, the Vancouver Public Library um, is trying to organize some Canadian related um, film screenings, and it's. Did I see? Did I see something? I don't know if it was the sesquicentennial or if it was just for like the National Film Day thing. But anyway, but yeah, maybe other like community organizations will be doing different screenings of Canadian Fair as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I've, I also noticed that they changed Canadian Film Day from April twentieth to April nineteenth, which is it seems like a good choice. <laughs> Because it uh, falls on a weekend, or why? No, because it's weed day. Oh. Why would you want to compete with the stoners? <laughs> uh, right. I don't, know, I don't know what the significance of, of it being on April 20th was in the first place. It just seems kind of, sure. kind of an odd day. But <laughs> you should pick maybe like the release of the first Canadian movie that day. It should be Canadian Film Day. Maybe it was 420, and then they just didn't want to be associated with marijuana so they switched to the 19th but anyway we're here to talk about a movie we are indeed and that movie is called no men beyond this point <laughs> don't look at your notes well it's a long title I have to, <laughs> what if i forgot one of those words what if i said no beyond 
men point. No, no men this point. Nope. See, I would have that would have like totally messed it up. So that's why I looked down and said it's no men beyond this point. From 2015, written and directed by Mark. Uh, now I apologize if I to, to Mark. Uh, S A W E R S. Now, would you say that Sars or Sowers? Sowers. Sowers. Yeah. So Mark Sowers, um, his second feature film. Um, he's he's done a lot of uh, um, directing for uh, television and uh, an editor and other things too. Okay. What is this movie about? Do you wanna do you wanna detail what this is about? It is about a. Uh, and I guess an alternate reality where in the 19, I think the late 50s or early 60s, um, women started to have virgin births and like due to some, some defect in the Y chromosome, were only giving birth to women and, uh, and then over time just slowly stopped having sex with men. And therefore, all the men are dying off. Yeah. The movie mostly takes place in the present tense, or whatever version of present the present day. tense that it's, is it's that a, the movie that, that would it be like whatever, like 2014, but roughly, in this alternate reality, yeah. and and focuses mainly, but not kind of not really, on this. Uh, this gentleman who is now the youngest man alive. Yeah, Andrew, who's um, 37 years old, is is the last male that was born, I guess. Uh, is that how you would describe it? That's why he's the youngest, right? He's the youngest man. He's the, he's the last male that was born. Yeah. And, and, and well, I, movie, I guess we don't know that like some, some of them might have died or whatever, but are there, although do they make it specific oh. that he... I guess that's true. That, I'm, thinking that of no children, I'm thinking of children of men. Yeah. I was about to say no children of men <laughs> because of the no in this time. Yeah, so time. yeah, would have helped if you written it down, right? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> um, they said that it took a few years before they declared him the last man or the last or the youngest man. Yeah. But you're right. There could have been other men who, who died off later. Yeah. But anyway, that's, that's moot. Um, Andrew's played by Patrick Gilmore. And uh, so in this, in this alternate reality, um, men, the, the value of men is, is greatly diminished. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what few men there are around, they're, they're aging and um, they can't get very good jobs. Um, a lot of them have, it looked like there was, there was an exodus of men to live by themselves in the woods for a while. Yeah. Um, but Andrew is... Although, although that was also kind of like a government program where they were trying yeah. to force them into the woods. Like they were going on to reserve lands. Yeah, I couldn't something. really yeah. I couldn't really get a strong sense of why they were doing that or who was forced to do it or yeah, anyway. Yeah. So Andrew works as a housekeeper it seems like or like a male nanny or something. Yeah, more like a nanny. I think you can just say nanny. <laughs> you don't need like the, the word nanny isn't specifically gendered toward women. You're that. This is that's good. That's a good point. Just we already know that he's a man. Just like um, it's not necess- not necessary to say male nurse, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you say male ballerina? Uh, no, I don't think so. Would you say male ballet dancer? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess like that one's harder because because that would specifically be 
that would be like a French word that we've started using in English, I think. And and French does have gendered words, mm. so I wonder what their what their male version of that word is, if they or if they even have one. Mm. It could be. It could be that they just call them ballerina. Okay. Yeah. Um, Andrew works for Terra and Iris. Okay. Uh, and uh, so they're are they a couple, Terra and Iris? They're partners. Okay. I think is more accurate. They both have children. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I guess it's kind of alluded to that um, that intimate relationships are more rare or less common in this future society. They don't really have sex. Did you get that? Yeah. Oh, I, the, gov- I, the government was actually like, like essentially encouraging encouraging them not to have sex. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. That definitely came up. There was there was certainly like a branch of the authority who were who were saying, um, who seemed to be anti-sex. Yeah. yeah. Which. But they, and they, and and Tara and Iris definitely at some point said like, you know. We weren't in love with each other, but we we seemed to get along quite well. So we just figured we would partner up and make it easier to raise our children, kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I missed that yeah. uh, detail. I do remember. I do remember that. Um, like they have a historian who's who shows up to talk about what's what's happened with society. Yeah. Um, and she she talks about how um, they still needed that intimate bond because it made it. Um, in 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 order to raise children, it just it, it solidified their relationship a bit better mm-hmm. if they if they had sexual relationships. Um, even though women could just um, reproduce asexually, they mm-hmm. they still had a desire to uh, to have intimate partners. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So we've I th- so we've detailed the like the premise of the movie, or yeah. at least or at least the world of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the movie does a good job of sort of creating um that world and explaining what's what's come about from it yeah. i think i think it does too good a job of that yeah because it does get do you think it get there's too many details in it? yeah okay but i i like that it's a little bit thought out at least yeah um i guess i guess um like because it's have we have we established that it's framed as a mockumentary? We haven't yet. Oh, okay, no. yeah. So the the structural conceit of the movie is that it's 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 built as a as a mockumentary of these characters, more or less just talking to the camera, uh, kind of like a like something that you'd see on like the History Channel maybe. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I think that that lends itself to. There just being a lot of exposition, and they do they do build in like some dramatizations and um, some archival footage and stuff like that. So there there are definitely different um, styles di- of storytelling. Yeah, different thing. different different techniques used, but for the most part, it's just talking heads. Yeah. Well, there's uh, there's there's the camera following around Andrew observing yeah. life in the household, but then yeah, each of them has have moments where they talk to the camera yeah. and then we also have like the the historian um and there's like there's a there's a male historian I mean, he's yeah. like he's like the former i have no idea who he eh, is. yeah it doesn't matter okay there's there's um he's a dude on a couch yeah um that seems to have some 
authority. Well, he's he's telling us about about um, like asexuality, and he explains like the, the, why there's only women being born. Yeah, uh, and then and, I, and actually there were some good kind of like animations used as well. Okay, um, there's there's a woman who um, who who talks about like the social impact or something. She talks about um, like the political result, the 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 political um, fallout because. Women have, women have taken power. Mm-hmm. Alexander, you're wearing your uh, Dwight Schultz t-shirt? Shroot. Shroot, sorry. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since uh, I've seen Rain Wilson's face so prominently featured on a, on anything. I haven't really seen him in anything recently. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was... Oh, man, he was good in uh, Hesher. Did you see that movie? No. It's good. Okay. It's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays this heavy metal rocker that ends up just squatting at this per- person's house, and Natalie oh. Portman's in it. Yeah, okay, it was I remember. Really good. I remember the poster for it. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's on the poster with a, yeah. with a and it's shirt. In like, yeah. And it's like in the Metallica lettering yeah. with his name on it. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll check that out. Um, anyway, we're talking about... We t- <laughs> I was going to talk about Dwight Schrute. Yeah. Okay. Rain Wilson. <laughs> right. The Office. Yeah. Okay. That's a mockumentary. Yes. Or uh, hmm. I don't know. Okay, it's a, it's 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 a it's more it's more like it's a sitcom where they use documentary techniques to shoot it. Yeah. Do you think people still remember The Office? I'm, I think. They oh do. yeah, I've right. been rewatching it recently. Yeah, okay. That's right. why. Right. That's why I have this shirt. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to bring it up because uh, this is a personal thing. Yeah. The fake documentary format is kind of played out for me. Okay. I'm a little bit tired of it. Okay. It feels really early 21st century, like yeah. the early 2000s. Well, actually, re-watching The Office, mm-hmm. um, uh, like I've been paying attention a lot to the camera work and just how a lot of the camera setups don't actually make logical sense based on like like if they're following someone into a room and then all of a sudden it cuts to a reverse shot where a camera person would have had to already have been in like the boardroom or whatever, and it just doesn't make sense. So it kind of pisses me off that like they, I guess the real reason that they use it in that show or in other sitcoms is to like kind of get rid of the whole laugh track conceit and just kind of get inside of this environment. I feel like that's why it was done in the first place to just kind of create a new format for, for, for sitcoms. Yeah. But then it doesn't, it doesn't really, like they don't, they don't make logical sense of it. Mm-hmm. But also, it lets you have those moments where characters just talk to the camera. Yeah. And so, um, so actors like Steve Carell, they can, they can have a scene where they, they deliver a monologue like yeah. repeatedly in the in the episode, and uh, it reveals something about them, or it's just like another moment for something really funny. And, yeah. You know, so it, they don't have to, they don't have to script back and forth dialogue um, to deliver the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. So it. I I think it works for that show. Mm-hmm. I've I think the fake documentary format works um a lot of the time it works for different things. Yeah. Um I, I can't say I'm a big fan of Modern Family. I've I don't watch. Seen, I've only seen a handful of episodes, but okay. I I don't think it works in that. Okay. One. I I don't think it works. I don't think the camera work works in Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't watch it because I'm completely distracted by the camera work. Okay. Um and uh, and f- it feels to me like I've I'm I'm a little bit surprised that we haven't tackled this before because 
it feels to me like a lot of independent Canadian movies steal this, um, or not steal, they, they adopt this style mm-hmm. because I think it gives them um, some freedom to, um, to not have to look completely professional. And also to not have to focus on narrative, maybe? Yeah. Okay, narrative. Um, the, the conceit that this is being told as a documentary um, though, back to uh, no, con- <laughs> not, uh, no country for old men beyond this point. <laughs> <laughs> no old men beyond this point. Um, back to that movie. Um, why is the documentary being made? If if it's if it's focused on the last um, the last uh, the youngest man, um, it it seems a bit unfocused because it's yeah. it's not completely centered on him. No. And in this society, I'd where say, I'd say that aspect of it only takes up about like a third or less of the running time the um all the talking heads like explaining the world it seems to be a documentary that is made for aliens yeah like someone visiting the planet earth um in this new reality and trying to understand what's happening this is the documentary meant for them yeah because it's not meant for it's not meant for the women who are the ruling class of this world yeah um and it's so, so it, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know why the aliens would be interested in that because it's like they would just show up and be like, oh, okay, there's only women, like who cares? Yeah, but I, I just mean like the way that it's told is yeah. it's told to us, the audience, who are living in our reality. Yeah, right? but we're essentially aliens visiting this new Earth, and yeah. we have to understand what's happened. Um, so the the reason for the documentary is just to explain it to some imaginary audience that doesn't live in that world um there isn't there isn't an actual story um for that that would exist in that world for that audience do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah but i think ultimately the purpose of of this documentary is just to make cheap jokes about what would happen if only women existed on the planet yeah that's what uh, yeah that's what a lot of the script is about right it's like imagine if the tables were turned yeah yeah um and, and I, th- I think it goes a bit too far with that stuff. Do you have an example? Well, just that, like, one of the things is that there was like no technological innovation because because they got rid of they got rid of um, any arms programs and mm-hmm. any military programs. Yeah, and so like that, it's like that was the only reason that we were making technological progress. Except they also were able to solve all diseases yeah but didn't do that with computers or anything and so like there's there's like no technology in this world because people just stopped making computers now i don't i don't get it now do you do you think that um that idea of no furthering technology um is it do you think it's do you think it's unrealistic in terms of humanity yeah. progressing or do you think it's unrealistic because women is the movie stating is the movie making a statement that women wouldn't be interested in that yeah but that's just clearly not true like the technology exists today and there are there are women that are further are making further innovations and exist within like like it just doesn't make sense to me that that any any aspect of of human society or or like any aspect of of what makes us human is is in any way gendered yeah i just don't get that 
and that by removing one gender, it would f- it would fundamentally change humanity. Like I, maybe maybe I'm way off on that, but but yeah, the specifically technological innovation thing just didn't it doesn't make sense to me that the, that we would just stop because we would have like in the '60s they would have already had early supercomputers. Yeah, and like people would have already been trying to make to 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 make the internet. But it hasn't. It doesn't seem like it is too different from today, except that you don't see. Um, yeah, that's the weird thing. Is like is like. It, it's they they don't have they don't have modern televisions. That's right. But it's all shot on cameras that like it's not it does it's not shot to make it look like it's shot on film. So it's definitely shot on digital cameras, mm-hmm. which is so like you'd think if there was no technological innovation, we would we would still be using um, film cameras. Right, because that's what would have existed in the '60s. So yeah, that's just one thing that I, I, did, I didn't actually think about that until now. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, they definitely they make they make the stock footage look grainy. But then now, yeah, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Because like, there's no cell phones. There's no. I don't even think there's there's really like any any semblance of a modern computer. But is is it the movie saying that these are things women, generally speaking, women are less concerned about? Or just yeah, but I just don't believe that to be true. Okay, because <laughs> like even even in the early days of, um, of of computing, there were a lot of women working in that industry. They were they weren't necessarily the ones at the top level, but they would have been. They were the computers, so to speak, and so they were the ones operating these computers. They would have yeah. known them intimately, and they would have understood them. And then if all the men disappeared, those women, I would think, would have progressed to you know, continue engineering new and better products. I just don't see why that would have stopped. Um, just a moment ago, was that a sly reference to Hidden Figures? I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of that movie specifically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, idea that, the idea that science doesn't go further because men aren't involved, um, yeah, that's... That's a bit of an overstatement about the impact of of men being um, less valued. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just like I just really didn't like the the Australian character that was like the men's rights activist. Like, but can we come back to him? For, um, can we come back to him? Uh, yeah, sure. Because yeah. because I actually thought he was he was more interesting than well, the rest that was going on. Okay. Yeah. Um, they uh, uh, another thing that. Another, another little thing that they drop in the script was that men can't get good jobs or um, they're not valued for their work um, because um, because they're men and and most companies hire women which cost them a lot more mm-hmm. but my understanding of like supply and demand of of people would um, would would make me understand the opposite right if you if you have a, a labor force that is all women um, it doesn't mean everyone gets paid more. It's just it just means like um, maybe people get paid the same. All women will be paid the same. Mm-hmm. But um, this the idea of it's it's just like one of those throwaway lines that yeah. that says like um, you know women are more valuable. Yeah. Except that if you only have women, then how do you say anyone is more valuable? Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's you know, there's the, well I don't I don't know that they're necessarily saying that women are more valuable. Or I think they're saying that men are less valuable because they're just like a dying breed. 
Which still but doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't make sense because of, because if they were, because except, except for maybe may, maybe it's that you know it's like well you know we've been getting paid less for all this time and and we haven't had any opportunities therefore we're going to pay you less. But I don't really get the sense that there's that malicious attitude throughout this hypothetical population. Um. But we see that when, like, that, that teenage girl, like, tells the men that they should shut up and you're not yeah, allowed yeah, to yeah. hang out in groups of three. And, right, right, yeah. right. There's and then there's also the, the whole thing that they're sending them off to these camps. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this guy is, is able to work for this family. But then, and, it, and they make it seem like going to the camps is voluntary. But then when he tries to leave, they're trying to track him down. Like, it's just, it just seems like the, the, while while there is a lot of world creation, it's very inconsistent in terms of what the overall understanding of the world is. Sure, there's there's some Just contradictions like, for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, and and I think that ultimately comes down to whatever the whatever joke they're trying to tell in the moment. Yeah, yeah, I think I've uh, I see your point with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think it's enough though to to just say. Um, what if what if the attitude was reversed? Like um, we could, when we hear like the historical stuff about women um, starting to have uh, a majority of the population overall, mm-hmm. and then that there's a shift of power. Um, now the movie frames uh, the movie observes that women then are. Or a bit vindictive or something. They they just you know they're looking off they're looking out after themselves suddenly because they have the power to do it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that is like if if um, Mark Sowers as as the writer of the piece um, if that's filtered through his head. Mm-hmm. Like what if I was kept down and then I had power? Mm-hmm. Would I would I lord that over people who used to have it over me? Yeah. Um, I just. Just the idea of like a gradual shift in in the balance of the population of like the the gender balance. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it would be so sudden, and I don't know if it would be so um, uh, oppositional and and vindictive. And I think one thing one thing that might help with that case is like if they actually tried to put some thought into like how quickly the population would shift. Um, because I like it. It doesn't. It, it doesn't make sense to me that um, like all of this action happens in the early '60s, and then by like the late '60s, there's already a female president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a few years later, there's this world government, and there's world peace, and and like all of those things happen so quickly. Um, but they don't. They don't ever explain like. Uh, there's never, there's no graphic that shows like here is the population dynamics and and here's how the men very quickly tapered off because and because it's just like even even if every woman could now give birth uh, without the the need of male insemination, which would essentially mean they're cloning themselves. Right? Yeah, yeah. If even if that were true, um. Would they just immediately, like, would all heterosexual women just immediately no longer desire um, 
intimate relationships with men. I just don't see that happening so quickly. No, or they, or at all. Well, they they try to they try to give a sense of that through um, one character's personal experience, which was she was married to a shitty husband. Yeah, and that seems to stand in for that's why women don't want to have sex with men anymore. Yeah, right. Um, and I, again, it's just it's just it's so it's so reductive. It's mm-hmm. um, yeah. Like it seems it seems to me that it would make more sense if it was set another hundred years in the future. Or if this happened in the early 1900s as opposed to the middle 1900s or something like that, so that there was a, a slower progression of time and um, some of those elements made more logical sense because it doesn't, it doesn't seem to make sense to me that it would happen so quickly. Well, if, if I could get back to what I was saying about I don't, I don't, I don't know who the documentary is being made for. Yeah. Um, if, if we entered the movie at a time when there's about to be something... Um, dramatic happening like maybe now is the is, is the moment when we're about to have a female president or we're about to have the moment where every world leader is a, is a woman mm-hmm. um, maybe that would be the time to enter the story and say like witness something that's about to happen and here's the background that leads up to it yeah, but yeah. but because the movie it just it um the, the documentary that's being made inside the movie i mean it's it's just so concerned with this very small story mm-hmm. um that seems to be that seems to take place in in a world where everything that's everything tumultuous that was going to happen has happened and settled down it just doesn't seem like a very interesting place to enter it yeah yeah and it's just also strange because they spend so little time in that in that um in that present moment with the, with the andrew character and and that whole family that you don't really like. I, I didn't. I never felt invested in those characters because, um, like, I I couldn't even really get the sense of of like the love that was burgeoning between the the man and the woman and 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 the conflict that that was creating. I, I it just seemed to happen very quickly and and didn't really have too many ramifications or, or impacts. Yeah, I I would agree that I felt. Um not very invested in that uh, in, in that storyline, mm-hmm. um, and and the uh, and Andrew and Iris, um, they're they're starting their relationship is um, developing as we as we witness through the movie, um, but yeah, I I just didn't feel anything for that. Um, the other thing, the other problem I have about this, the documentary that's made inside the film, um, is I. I would have been a. I think I would have preferred to like see a finished documentary um, to to get a sense of why it was being why they're telling the story that they're telling. Mm-hmm. But what we're witnessing is a documentary that doesn't have anywhere to go, and then is it, it, it acts surprised by the development between uh, between Andrew and Iris because mm-hmm. um, there's that scene where. Um, where Tara and the kids they're like they're like behind the bushes and they're they're looking off screen they're seeing Andrew and Iris have a moment mm-hmm. but um, but the camera doesn't the camera because it's it's this fly on the wall type style it's it's supposed to be live and in the moment um, it can't find a composition that gives you more information than uh, than a singular piece at a time yeah, yeah. as like one person looks this direction another person looks this direction yeah. we don't know what they're seeing and um, and then you have to have a close-up for a reaction and then by the time we actually see Iris and Andrew there's a, there's actually nothing happening in the scene except yeah. that they're standing together yeah and um, 
um, it just it, yeah, it just doesn't seem like something that those two characters would do because it seems like it's so um, like intimacy between men and women is like so far removed from what the society thinks is normal or um, acceptable or or perhaps even like legal. Although I guess they get married, but um, it just seems like it's so far removed from from the entire framework of, of this new society that they wouldn't just be out in their yard having this having this moment. They would have been other. more secretive? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, is, is, is the movie trying to say like there's this latent heterosexual desire between the characters? Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, even just going back, just thinking back to what you were just saying, though, like even Andrew doesn't seem interested in a relationship, doesn't mm-hmm. seem interested in women. He seems he's he's just so docile, like mm-hmm. a puppy um, that, mm-hmm. yeah, I just don't I don't understand like what would motivate him to to want to see, to enter into an intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, you want to talk about that Australian character? <sighs> OK, so um... Darius Smith played by Cameron McDonald. Um, he's, uh, he, he's the leader of the Men's Liberation, Liberation Organization, I think it's called, the yeah. MLO. Okay, so he's an activist. But he's also... Um, so we act- see- He's an activist that's not very active. <laughs> yeah, actually, that, I, I kind of like that joke, that men are just lazy. Yeah. Um, but it's, again, it's, it's, it's just... It's a good joke, it's, but... But it seems it doesn't really it doesn't really ring true. Yeah, ultimately, it's just it's it's just a weird juxtaposition throughout the whole movie that like it is this professionally made history channel type documentary, but then they go for these really broad jokes. Mm. Like it's just strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I thought the Darius character was the most interesting. Okay, but you disagree. Well, I, he might be the most interesting, but I guess I just, I just, him, I just don't like him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I would have wanted to see. I, I I would like to see a movie about um, about a lazy men's activist. Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a great like framework for the movie that 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 like it focuses around this MLO group and their attempts to you know, take control back of, of their, of the society that they've lost. Yeah. Or, yeah, but then they're too lazy or they're just, they, they can't help but be, uh, impeded by their, like, baser instincts or something. Yeah. That, that might have been pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we see him in flashbacks where he's, like, uh, railing against, uh, women coming to power. And then we see him in one of these, like, an internment camp or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's, he's talking to the camera about how they're gonna take power back. But he never does a thing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess he doesn't really have a lot to do. But no. I just, I just like the performance. I think, yeah. um, even though maybe it was uh, 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 you didn't like it so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the background, some of the like background details um, involving him and, and, the, and the flashbacks. I just thought they, they, they had. They they had a feel to them that seemed a bit more uh, that seemed less clean yeah um, than like that very uh, very 
digital video kind of work that mm-hmm. that tells the the present day story. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I just like that there was a little bit of variation in the in the style and, and and that stuff felt a bit grittier. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. Um, one one thing like for for the amount for the extent that the movie and the script goes to to kind of explain all of these changes in the society and like what would happen if if women were in control and and you know okay disease would be eradicated but um you know technological innovation would disappear um wars would cease to exist but for some reason this i just found this strange there's no real racial integration like most of the characters are white. There's one Indian sort of historian that's speaking to the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I noticed a few, um, a few Asian characters in the background of certain scenes. Okay. And there's, there's more representation when they have like the new version of the UN. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even then that's, that was dominated by white characters, but I guess just, just on a local level, it just seems like, wherever you were in this world if if like there's if there's no more conflict and there's no more um it doesn't seem like religion really plays into the society at all except for this new religion that's formed around nature hmm. which again just seems like a cheap joke at like oh like like women are just like they just love nature and like they just connected to the earth Mm. and just this this weird hippie idea that like this new this new this new age religion would form where where they just praise nature and and like almost like robotically repeat that in in very strange ways but um yeah it just it just makes sense to me that like people would would migrate to different parts of the world freely and and you would see a broader representation of people mm-hmm. in these places but it was just it was just all white people and then but then and then another thing just on a on on more of like the scientific level i thought it would be interesting to kind of um understand how um or or you know perhaps perhaps like we've got we've achieved world peace or or this society has achieved world peace but there's there's now like more segregation in a way because the people don't aren't forced out of their comfort zone in any way and so um, like the other thing that just popped into my head is that um, if you're only if you're able to basically just clone yourself and and give birth without insemination, then there's no racial integration on that level either, and there's no um, there's no interracial couples. There's no or, or like there would be in the sense that they might be partnered or whatever, but they wouldn't they wouldn't birth children that would then. Um, be born of mixed race and um you know like the cultural fusing that goes on throughout that process like it just so it just seems like a weird blind spot in the movie i guess yeah i think you're i think you're tapping into something like um i think you're trying to you're trying to play out like the um like you said the the the, the ramifications of this actual happening mm-hmm. um i think you're Going further than the movie wants to go, the the movie just wants to make some jokes about like, hey, what if things were were reversed? What if men were um de- were devalued? Right? Yeah, but like if it is if it is this history documentary of like trying to set up this world, it just seems like some a, 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 a 
strange oversight. Well, I, I agree that these are things. It, it reveals how undercooked the world is. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm just saying. I think it's it's it. That's probably farther than the movie is able to go because the the whole concept, the fantasy construct of it, um, really requires. Um, like probably consultation with geneticists and scientists and, and mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't I don't think that's uh, part of the aspirations of the movie. Um, but shouldn't it be? I don't think, but I don't think it's I don't think it's like a plausible thing to play out. Like, why would you? Well, but like same with no ch- same with Children of Men. Whereas, like when I watch that, I believe the world that's created. Yeah, that's, that's yeah that well that one has something more to say, right? That one is about infertility. That was what if what if humanity is now infertile? Right, but what what scientific um, explanation is there for that, or for the explanation that that now someone has given birth or is pregnant? Mm-hmm. Like, where where does that come from? How does fertility disappear and then reappear? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think it's I think it's similar. Like, it, it might be a bullshit explanation, but at least once you assume that bullshit explanation why not create other scientific explanations for for what happens after that okay right i'm just saying that i think it's uh like if you if you wanted to play out this scenario i think those are things you could explore mm-hmm. I, i'm just you know i it didn't occur to me so much because i don't think the movie wants to go there yeah yeah um a joke that I liked at the beginning was uh, that the weather report was based on phases of the moon and menstrual cycles, <laughs> um, and that could have gone somewhere, right? Like the they they talked about how there was there was some when women came to power there was some sort of a conflict. Um, I can't remember what it was though. Then they then they realized oh it was because she was having her period. So now so now there's uh, every month there's uh, statutory holidays when when everyone has their period. Yeah. Yeah. Now that they figured it out the first time it happened and then they all agreed well we'll never we'll we'll all be mindful of of our cycles and emotions and and we'll just have that under control after the first incident of of making a bad decision because of of their period. Um again I, I just find that uh that just that's hard to believe just yeah. in terms of human nature. And it's, and it's also just a shitty joke. Because it's just like well, it, it really you're like, it's a cheap joke, but it could have it could have been explored in a way that you know has some but, has some teeth. But but it's also it's also just a stereotype that does not need to be perpetuated about women that like whenever they're on their period they act irrationally or just in general that they act irrationally. Like just that. But I, I just think, don't. I just I don't think you need to make a joke that about you that. Would, but the idea that you would uh, like have to plan your day on your calendar based on your predictions of of what emotional state you're in, I think, is an interesting idea. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but like people can still like women can still be be in places of political power and like be dealing with their menstrual cycle and i'm not denying that it's just like it's just like why i don't know okay <laughs> it's a joke i thought was is a joke that i smiled at I didn't, yeah yeah and I, and then i, I thought you know, if you but uh, but uh, so is yeah there's jokes that the movie makes which are interesting but that's all it wants to do so here's an interesting joke let's move on to something else it's not really exploring these ideas of, yeah. of like how culture changes mm-hmm. because one sex has uh, has more power than the other yeah so, um, 
we're uh, we haven't gotten to the end where we rank uh, where we rate it yet. But um, like, do you do you feel like you would recommend this movie to anyone? No, not at all. No, I might recommend it um, just because I think it's is an adequately executed exercise in in like how to explore this bullshit premise this this idea of uh, what would happen if if uh, if women if uh, men were not no longer valued yeah. i think it's i just think it's an in, it's a take on that idea that mm-hmm. is a little bit amusing um so i wouldn't i wouldn't dissuade someone from seeing the movie but i i you know i'm i didn't get a lot out of it yeah. i think i think it would have been a i think it would have been a strong short movie um if it had like a more uh more narrowly focused uh perspective mm-hmm. um but but you just don't you didn't like it yeah yeah and like the more i think about it the less i like it okay <laughs> all right unfortunately all right well should we wrap up then um yeah we're doing ratings out of uh what 67 maybe i think we did 61 last time okay let's go 67 although i think i feel like there's gonna we 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 pre-recorded an episode that's gonna come out next month yeah that i feel like it's gonna fuck up all the numbers because i can't recall what one we use for that oh well it's not gonna matter until it matters (laughs) or it might be a lower number i don't know but anyway yeah 67 is definitely prime great so what do you get what do you got what do you give it um i'm gonna give it 20 leaves 20 out of 67 so how, how can that be a recommendation well it doesn't you don't have to but you don't have to scale it as like a percentage to say you recommend it or don't you? i'm just i'm just awarding it 20 leaves yeah i don't know i feel like once again i'm just gonna give it the same rating because i can't be bothered to give it any more thought than that yeah Maybe maybe nineteen. Wow. Okay. So you instead liked of twenty, just like how Canadian Film Day is now on the nineteenth instead of the twentieth. Okay. Nice. Do, do you think we ought to uh, like consider adopting a new rating system? Nope. Okay. That's how it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> um. One thing I wanted to to touch on before we before we take off a is um a show that I started watching called Nirvana, the band, the show. Mm. Um, it's highly entertaining. It is, uh, created by the gentlemen who made, uh, operation avalanche, which premiered or not premiered, but, but played at the, uh, film festival this year. And I think it's been released on DVD and had, had a short theatrical run in the States. Um, Matt Johnson and Jay McCarroll, I believe uh, the gentleman's name is. So um, it's basically, it's a scripted show about these two guys that have a band called Nirvana the Band. Nirvana spelled with two N's. And they're trying to book a show at this venue in Toronto called the Rivoli. But it's all done um, in like a reality TV mode where they're actually like going they're like shooting on location and getting genuine reactions out of people and stuff like that um and they're just complete idiots and like have they they don't even really have a band like they don't have any songs or anything but they're just they're just obsessed with trying to get booked at this at this venue and um the first episode they 
basically call up the venue and the guy's like, well, I, how can I book you if I don't even know that you exist? He's like, I haven't even seen a photo or anything. It's like, okay, we got to get a photo. So they go to, they go to Sears to get a band photo taken and then, and then put it up on a banner that they display across from the, this venue so that the, so that the venue people can see, oh, there's Nirvana, the band. <laughs> they must exist. And so they just go about it in completely the wrong way and, and all sorts of hijinks ensue. But it's like, ridiculous what they get away with and it's same with operation avalanche where like they actually got into nasa headquarters to film this movie so are they making this series like not it's, telling people they're making a, like a fake correct series? oh correct um it's but it's hilarious and there's all kinds of references to like seinfeld and and uh. just all kinds of 90s nostalgia so highly entertaining okay um because you mentioned reality tv um i, I thought it just occurred to me like um, no points for old men. Would it have been better? We got 19 and 20 points respectively. <laughs> Would it have been better for, for the movie to be told as, as a reality TV show? Would that make more sense than a fake documentary? Because it says something, it, it reflects more. Um, I think that format, the reality TV show, would be a better way to enter the life of this, uh, of this, domestic situation and yeah. like that would be a reason to follow around the last man the youngest man in the world sure um and 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 i think you you might be able to argue uh, i might argue um that the reality tv format um is is one that would uh, still exist in in a society where it's where the audience is mainly women um, does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah well, I, but I'm, I'm also just thinking like stylistically that, uh, that isn't, that, that technique hasn't been employed, um, for satirical purposes as much, I guess. Yeah. There's examples, but yeah, not, it hasn't yeah. really been fully exploited yet. Mm -hmm. So that would have maybe been a fresher take. I don't know if I would have, if, I don't know if that means I would have watched it, mm. and, uh, because I kind of, I kind of, uh, hate a lot of reality TV. Yeah. Um, or at least the idea of it. I guess I, I don't sample enough of it to to feel like I'm an expert on reality TV. But I'm just I'm not interested in most of reality TV. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that was just a stray thought that occurred. Cool. Yeah. We uh, have a website. We at, do. Uh, www.filmedincanada.net. And uh, you can also email us at filmedincanada at gmail.com. And uh, I'm on Twitter, but I don't tweet anymore, so don't bother following me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I have I have been slightly more active on Letterboxd, and my account name over there is Married to a Fly. So check that out. Do that. Do it. Um, and uh, actually, um, we should probably come up with some sort of incentive for listeners to actually do this. Because I know, I know, I never actually review podcasts unless there's like some sort of promotion going on. But um, it'd be nice if you could leave us an iTunes review. That would be swell. We would appreciate it. Indeed, we would. Yeah. Hey, if you um, if you leave an iTunes review, um, I I made up this game, um, this Oscar watching game. Um, it has nothing to do with awards because I don't give a f who gives a fuck like who wins what fucking award. But I, I am um, every year. I, I, I care if like it'd be nice if Moonlight won. 
Okay, that's nice. Yeah, but I, I guess I just uh, what I mean is I don't have a lot of stake in like, yeah. you know, which which who wins the best actor, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Other than you know, maybe I saw the movie and I, I feel the same way or not. But I, I think uh, it doesn't really like the the Academy doesn't really their tastes don't really reflect like what I feel about movies or and I don't think it really uh, says anything about the state of the art. No, like yeah, how how I mean yeah. Argo won. Yeah, yeah, we got to talk about that sometime. But um, I feel compelled to watch it just because it's uh, it's a thing I watch every year, and I need a sometimes. Uh, well, I was thinking about I needed a reason to to watch it, yeah. and not really be invested in in the winners and losers. So I made a game. It's it's it, the style of it is kind of like a drinking game, but um, you can play along while you're watching the Oscars. I will email you a copy of this game. It's just a it's just a like a little one sheet PDF thing. Um, uh, if you leave us a comment, I'll a review. Uh, Oh, a review, yeah. On iTunes. Yeah. So, so, so um, if someone chooses to do this, they would have to email us at filmedincanada at gmail.com to let us know that they gave us a review because obviously yeah. cause you don't we, we don't have a way to contact people who review us on iTunes. No, that's true. Yeah. We, and we won't know, and we won't know the username is associated with a particular email, so you'll need to let us know that. What you're saying is it's really too complicated. You're making it complicated no, for people to leave It just comment. means that they need to take an extra step, which is to leave the review and then email email us to let us know that they left the review. Okay, so then it's actually just two things you gotta do. Yeah. And, and in fact, the, the hardest part is composing your review. The email is just, just to say hi and give us your contact. Make sure you let us know what your iTunes username is because otherwise you might be lying to us and that wouldn't be nice. All right. And I'll share this uh, little game I made, and you could, it's a it's a nice little it's and you might find it to be a party game. You can steal it too. You can modify it and have your own party game. You can you can call it uh, insert your own name. Oscar Actually, party. Wait game. a minute. Wait a minute. So we we're we're under pressure to post this before the Oscars then. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Right. <laughs> this is not good. When are the Oscars? Uh, the last Sunday of this month, right? The last Sunday of February. So the so we got like two weeks. The we 26th. Really yeah. So, okay. All right. So, so we, we, work should, on that. we should try and post it on the 24th then. Um, right. Or, or earlier. Yeah. yeah. We can do it. We'll do it quick. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do that for us. We'll do this for you. Actually, we'll, we'll just keep doing this for you. We're going to do these. Uh, we're just going to keep doing these podcasts. So hope you like them. Bye-bye. Is the is the Fifty Shades movie? Is it called Fifty Shades Darker or Fifty Shades Lighter? Darker. <laughs> I just got a text from my mom saying that her husband is trying to convince her to go see Fifty Shades Lighter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that's clearly him fucking with her by by getting the oh. name wrong, but her not knowing that he's doing that. <laughs> so. Um, what do you think? Should I should I tell them to go see it or not? Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll just be in a in a theater with a lot of young people. Yeah. Obviously, they should go see John Wick too because that came out this weekend. <laughs> yeah. It's a way better movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs>